My name is Jonette Gay, and I'm the pastor of Otterbein United Methodist Church, and we are starting a new podcast. I have with me today our media specialist. Hi, Jason Burgess. And we want to talk and we want to listen. Our faith is seen and understood in many topics. We're glad you've tuned in today to Hey Hey, Anybody Listening? Tell me your name. I'm Melissa Madera. We're so glad you're here. Now, I hear that your ministry is expanding, and it sounds like a very cutting edge and exciting thing. So could you tell me a little bit about what you're doing now? Yes. So I run a ministry called Sacred Soulscapes, and it is kind of a, a melding together of some of my own deepest passions um, and some uh, spiritual practices that have been meaningful in my own life that over the course of time I have come to discover that many people long for um, to, to be noticed and named in their spiritual journeys too. So Soulscapes weaves together um, hiking and yoga and spiritual direction or spiritual companionship. Um, weaving together our bodies, minds, and souls into um, the, the uh, spiritual journey. So tell me a little bit about yoga and how it connects to spirituality. Well, I came to discover yoga um, as a spiritual practice probably about 15 years ago or so when I was walking through a painfully difficult season in my own personal life. Um, I was struggling in the aftermath of a miscarriage as well as um, questioning my role in the life of the church and had a lot of anger at the world, at God, at myself, at my own body, um, lack of trust in everyone and everything around me. Um, to the point that um, I, who was serving as a pastor at the time, um, or had until very recently been serving as a pastor, was having a really hard time even knowing the words to pray. And or even having the desire to pray. Um, I was angry enough at God during that season that I didn't have anything to say to God. Um, and a friend invited me to a yoga class and slowly over the course of time as um, I got beyond the need to pray with words, um, I noticed my body stepping in and in a sense, praying for me, um, being that source of prayer when words themselves fell short. Um, and I discovered in that my body itself became the pathway to healing um, in a profound, profound way. And eventually the words were able to come and I was able to experience a place of deeper wholeness within my spiritual journey. Um, but yoga was very much the catalyst for that. 
Um, and I think that's largely due to the ways that um, our ourselves, our persons, are not, um, I don't even know the word to say, we, we are multifaceted people. Um, I think it's very telling that in both the Old and the New Testaments, we are instructed to love God with heart, with soul, and with our might, um, or our strength as well as our minds. Um, and when we separate our logical understanding from our emotional life, from our physical being, uh, then we are approaching spirituality not with the fullness of ourselves. Um, so a practice that draws our bodies into the act of prayer and connecting with God is a practice that draws our whole selves into knowing what it means to love God with the fullness of ourselves. And yoga is very impactful for that. Wow, that sounds so inviting, Melissa. I think many people would like to pray with their whole selves, especially if the body can speak for us. We've so disconnected ourselves. So is yoga for just the limber? I mean, who who can do yoga if, you, if you're someone's listening who hasn't tried it? I had a yoga teacher once who said, if you are breathing, you are doing yoga. Um, yoga itself literally means to yoke together um, or to bring together or to unite together. And traditionally speaking, we are yoking together the breath that we breathe and hopefully all of us are breathing, although we're not always breathing in the most healthy ways. Um, we find ourselves catching our breath or holding our breath or breathing in very labored ways. And so yoga invites us to bring a noticing and an awareness to the breath that we breathe. Um, and in the classes that I teach, Teach, which comes from a very faith-based perspective, um, we notice the breath of God uh, breathing into us. Um, and as, as we recognize the breath of God surrounding us, um, the Spirit of God moving within us, um, we try to link our own breath with that awareness and understanding. So breath is one piece of the yoking. Together with our thoughts, our minds, our attitudes, um, in traditional yoga practice, this is often done as a form of meditation. Um, in a faith-based yoga practice, prayer or contemplative prayer um, are often brought together into that. And you'll notice that these two pieces um, have nothing to do with the body. Um, you don't have to be stretching or be limber or um, have any body shape um, to be able to breathe and to um, join together in meditation and prayer and contemplation. And then the third thing that we bring together is our physical beings, but it's not about contorting our bodies into some crazy posture or position. It's bringing an awareness of our bodies into this broader conversation. Um, and so um, everything that we do is invitational. Um, I will invite you to maybe consider um, extending your leg or extending your arm. What does that feel like? Notice the sensations in your body as you do that. If you're noticing tightness, what's that say to you? Um, if you're feeling pain, maybe um, 
receive the invitation to back off a little bit, honor what your body is saying to you, notice what your body is saying to you, um, and lean into that. So, so no, it's not just for the flexible. <laughs> um, and, and every body type and every person, I think, um, can enter into a yoga practice and um, feel very fulfilled in doing so. Well, I know yoga has some fun descriptions of the different positions. Have you changed any of those descriptions or have you, um, do they mean anything to you with the different words and positions? And I like all of those. Like the names for the poses? Yes, yes, the names for the poses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like to play with them a little bit. Every yoga teacher has a slightly different series of names for different poses. And a lot of the poses have a lot of different names that go with them. So, for example, um, horse pose, which is sort of a squatting posture where our hands are in a prayer position um, is also known as goddess pose. Um, but I was teaching a class during Advent where in, it was in a church and the previous Sunday, the uh, pastor of the church had preached a sermon on donkeys in the manger. And so I said, okay, today we're in donkey pose because, yeah. Um, so yeah, I like to have fun with that a little bit. Um, sometimes the postures have, or the names for the postures have a greater meaning than, than some other others. Um, usually it's, they're more descriptive than anything else. Sure. Um, so cat pose is like our, our backs are arching like an angry cat. Um, star pose, our arms are extended upwards, um, making us kind of take the position of looking like a star. Um, any deeper spiritual meaning behind them? I haven't really put a whole lot of stock in. Um, just for fun. But they're yeah, fun to play with. Um, one of my favorite poses is happy baby pose, where we're lying on our backs and holding on to our feet. And um, sometimes I like playing a little bit more in kids' yoga po classes with creative pose names. And so in kids' yoga, we call happy baby pose dead bug pose. Yes. It's like a, a bug that's up on its back. Yes. <laughs> dead. So... Well, if someone wants to start um, one of your classes, how would they get in touch with you? A um, number of different ways. I'm always available via um, email um, or through my website. Um, there's a contact me section on my website. That's sacredsoulscapes.org. Um, and um, you are always more than welcome to contact me there um, or I answer my cell phone pretty regularly, too, and so. Um, well, I hope we can have a time where you could come to our church. That would be wonderful. So in addition to yoga, could you tell me a word or two about hiking and how that's meaningful in your spiritual direction or in your ministry as you hike with people? Yeah, so hiking... Um, is near and dear to my own soul. I grew up as the daughter of Park Service employees. Um, so the outdoors have been... Actually, my grandparents met when they were both working at Yellowstone National Park. And so the outdoors are part of my DNA going back for generations. But my first experience 
with God um, that I can remember being an impactful and very personal experience was when I was backpacking the trails of northern New Mexico as a teenager. Um, and I discovered in the outdoors, in the wilderness, uh, certain, I want to say peace, but it's not always peaceful. Um, the, the outdoors, the wild, um, is called the wild for a reason, um, because it is wild. Um, it is unpredictable. It is sometimes dangerous. Um, you don't always know what to expect. You can't always plan for what's coming next, just like life. And yet, in walking through a literal outdoor wilderness experience, sometimes we are able in the beauty and the stillness of the outdoors to be able to process these very same things about life. Um, so we're, we're able to more fully integrate the chaos that we're experiencing in everyday life um, when we've had this experience of walking through the chaos of the created world. Um, and so I, I often say that the, the outdoors are kind of a laboratory for life, mm -hmm. drawing us into um, more fully integrating ourselves with the everyday lives that we live. Plus, they're just beautiful. <laughs> so um, in my ministry in Sacred Soulscapes, I don't tend to take people out for multiple days of hiking at a time. Um, we, we limit it to fairly short, usually two to four mile day hikes, where we weave elements of um, spiritual formation into the hike itself. So um, we'll read scripture sometimes or um, poetry sometimes. Um, join together in various forms of contemplative prayer along the trail um, and engage in sacred conversation with one another, building community along the trail um, and growing together in that kind of way. So we're out there a couple times a month. Um, sometimes we weave yoga into the hiking experience, which is always fun. I call them yoga hikes. Some of our participants call them yikes. Oh, um, I like that. I like that. Um, and so bringing hiking together with yoga, together with spirituality, does bring a whole different dynamic um, to that experience as well. But yes. Does a scripture come to mind when you think of um, yoga or hiking or body and the spirit? Hmm. I think for hiking, um, Psalm 121 comes to mind. I lift my eyes up to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Um, and very often when we're out in the wilderness, we are calling out for God's help. Just get me up these last few <laughs> moments of this mountain that I'm trying to I climb. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in, in life as well, um, for yoga, mm, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, um, recognizing that our bodies, no matter what our bodies look like or feel like in the moment, they are marvels. And we can't even begin to fathom the intricacies of everything that's going on inside of us from one moment to the next. And yet it is beautiful. Right. And if breathing is yoga, mm -hmm. then both Hebrew and Greek 
the spirit and breath is the same word. So mm-hmm. that matters. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it matters. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Melissa, and we hope to hear from you again. I know our listeners have enjoyed just a little glimpse of what you do and what you bring to spirituality and the body. And I um, wish you well and hope to for that you're involved here also. Absolutely. Thank you. It's been a joy. glad you are with us today and I hope you'll tune in again as we listen to one another.